taking my earrings out. Don't do it. Why? I don't know. If you take earrings out, don't ears get all crusty? Uh, That probably has nothing to do with taking them out. For some reason, I just envision. Ow. Cr- well, since crusty. I had to repierce them with like a needle. That you didn't even sterilize. Nah. Well, what's going to happen? They get infected and then you get gangrene and you get your ears cut off. Gangrene? going to cut those suckers off. And it'll be earless. And everyone's going to stare at you. You think you can cover it with your hair like this, like you have oh, now? Yeah. I can't. What are you drinking? Robot beer. Is that that beer that you showed me when you were 4th of July? Yeah, that, was, that wasn't 4th of July. That was uh, after we did our summer episode and I talked about that barbecue I didn't want to go to. Oh, okay. Not because I didn't want to go see my friends. I just right. didn't want to make the trek. And this was the beer. Fun. What kind of beer is it? IPA? Fucking everything's a goddamn IPA. Yes, it is. <sighs> Everything is an IPA. People love them. When I was at the bar the other night with Casey, everyone who came in talked to the bartender. What IPAs you have? It's so lame. What IPAs you have? What IPAs do you have? What IPAs do you have? If I go to a bar and I say, what wheat beers do you have? And they say, Blue Moon, I think. Because they're judging you. I want a Weinstefaner. I want a Blue Moon. I want... Ho Garden. Ho Garden. Thank you. I was thinking, what is that one with like the white label? Ho Garden. I want. You want all the beers that'll get your ass kicked if you're a man. Oh, yeah. Because dudes don't drink Witten beers. These arbitrary rules. Yeah. We've broken down beer into the different types. There's the types that get you praise and the types that get your ass kicked. Yeah. It's the white wine of beers. But listen, I totally would judge a man for ordering a vodka soda splash of cram. Oh, yeah, you would. Totally would. That's a pussy drink to order. Wow. I think my it's dad. It's delicious. I think my dad drinks uh, vodka and cranberry. But he, well, now vodka cranberry is different than a vodka soda splash of cranberry with the lime wedge. Yeah, I don't think he goes that far. And he doesn't go to the bar. I don't, I've never seen my dad in a bar. No? Like a straight up bar to get a drink? Restaurants yeah. with bars, sure. You know, I don't know if I've ever seen my dad in a bar. I got drunk with my mom in a bar once. And I was like 22 years old. And I was like, Mom, what's it like to have a 22-year-old daughter? Is it crazy? It's crazy. And then I was like, everybody, this is my mom. Yeah, you would do that. I would have my mom come into high school with me. And I'd walk around like, hey, look, this is my mom. You know, I was never embarrassed. I can see that. You would. Yeah. <laughs> it was a total autumn thing. But my dad, I would get embarrassed by hearing the same jokes that he would tell uh, over and over again. But even though it was a new audience every time, still, I was like, oh, he always tells the same joke. Do you remember he, what this joke was? Yeah. He'd gotten these headshots made and he was, uh, he always liked to show them off. So... <sighs> He would show people and he they'd be looking at it like, oh, it's nice. You know, nice Bob meal. And he'd say, yeah, do, do not accept rides or candy from this man. They would laugh. And I would just go like this. Oh, that hurt my throat a lot. <laughs> now you got the raspiness going. People like that. Nina, Nina Westwood or whatever on the 80s channel. <coughs> What's her name? She's on the skeleton. She's on. If a skeleton still, if everything on a skeleton 
had disintegrated except for the vocal cords. That's, yeah, that's, that's all that's left. That's what it would sound like. Okay, I'm better. <clears throat> I smoke 12 packs of cigarettes a day. Nina Blackwood. <laughs> it's just going to get so, it's so messed up. It's just going to be... I'm Nina Blackwood. You remember me from MTV. <laughs> It's time for Duran Duran Hungry Like the Wolf. <laughs> she never loses her job. <laughs> never. <laughs> I remember being backstage with Bon Jovi in 1987. She outlasted emphysema. It died before she did. Living on a prayer. Her body's dead. <laughs> her body's <laughs> dead. A corpse. It is... <laughs> Emphysema's dead. <laughs> and Nina Blackwood's what's left of Nina Blackwood. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to One Topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Hi, Greg Russ. That's going to be my energy all recording. My name is Greg Russ. Hello, Autumn. Even that's too much. because Yeah, that sounds sing-songy. Yeah, and that's also me putting on... I don't know what's going on. I, I ate uh, some pizza mm. before we recorded, and I think it's affecting me negatively. Okay. This is why... You feel, you feel sluggish? Yes. And I also ate lunch today, and I think that's... I've eaten too much for the day. How how crazy of you to have two meals in a day. Tell me about it. Usually I have one meal a day, and I skip the other meals because the other meals do make me sluggish, but the lunch didn't make me sluggish. But the dinner has now made me sluggish. Hmm. I'll snap out of it. I've okay. got a, I've got this beer in my hand. That's the perfect pick me up. Is it a higher gravity beer? Is that what's causing your low energy? Well, it's the only one I'm having, so I'm not. You know, I, I'm a fourth of a way through a 16 ounce can. I ain't buy any more. I just bought one. It's called the responsible drinking. Okay, what's what, uh? What the hell does high gravity mean? It 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 means it's a high alcohol content. Oh, that's what that means. Yeah, I've heard it before. I just like I, I always pictured the brewing process with these big vats of oh, beer. Oh, it's like in the Alps. Yeah, and well, <laughs> that, yeah, but I, like when they drain the uh, the vats into the various mechanisms of delivery, cans, bottles, somehow it comes out faster because they've affected the gravity. So it's like twice the gravity, and it pours out faster. Oh, mm-mm, that's not it. Mm-mm. I know. Look, I know that makes me sound very dumb. That's there, not it, Greg. There are beer connoisseurs out there who are saying you're an idiot. But why don't you just say high alcohol, high gravity? Get I don't out. know. I don't know why it's called gravity. Maybe because it's like, to me, it seems like it's heavier. It's you know, so it means it's got a a bigger punch to it. It's gonna kick you harder. And like a light beer. Hello, that makes sense. Okay, a light beer is going to have most likely a low, a lower alcohol content and less calories. And a high-gravity beer isn't saying anything about calories, but is also uh, more alcohol content. Are you sure? Someone right now is screaming at their... Yeah. Or they're, they're screaming to themselves. They're hitting their steering wheel. Yeah, you know, or they're listening with earbuds, and they're just yelling, walking down the sidewalk. It's not because of that. It's because of this. Yeah. Why don't they know? Yeah, if you this is something that you get angry over. I'm not saying that you can't be interested in it. It's something you can surely if you have interests, go for them, pursue them, learn things, get into things. But if those interests then turn into things that make you think you're better than someone else, I want nothing to do with you. Why are 
are you attacking people right that now? That kind of person would never be my friend. I blame the pizza. This is the pizza talking. That kind of person. This is your second meal talking. Why are you barking at people? That kind of person would never be my friend, Autumn. Okay, no one's attacking you. I'm setting you up. Jeez. What's what's to, what's the topic? I didn't know that's what you're doing. That kind of person would not be my friend. Topic today's friends. That chemistry is gone. Remember, remember people used to talk about this show? And they say, you know what makes that show so great? That show's wonderful because Autumn and Greg have wonderful chemistry. And I really like enjoy, I really, I really like listening to them. And I enjoy the interactions they have between uh, one another. And, wow, it would be great to have a, a friend like that. Yeah. And now it's, it's like the band is falling apart. Well, it's good then because we can talk about making friends friendship well we, we're not talking about making friends see oh boy wow i think we need to put the show to bed because we, are, we already it's did over? a show we already did a show about making friends yeah so that would be a repeat show so this 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 show is not about no, making, no, no. Friends. making friends as an adult is different than friendship I know, but you just said making friends. As I know, fish. because I got all scared. <laughs> Are you really scared? Yes. Why? I got intimidated. By what? By that? Because I didn't know where I stood. By what I just did? Yeah, because I couldn't tell, because I was, I was wrong about, well, I wasn't following you in the beginning, and then I thought you were for real talking to me, like, and jokingly, but kind of for real, and then I couldn't tell what was real and what wasn't, and then I got all kinds of lost in what we were doing. Yeah, even that, that proves my point. Even joking around like that in the past, you're like, ah, and now it's because you said that you were in this weird place. And so then I went off on that. I was looking at that path instead of the path you were trying to lead me on, which was trying to introduce the topic. This is me. I'm confusing and mysterious. You've got to deal with it. It's mm. what I like. Is it? Secret. Yeah. That's <laughs> what you're drawn to. Yeah. I like the. Never know what he's thinking, you know, aloof. I ask if he's okay. He's fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, what's going on? Nothing. You sure? Because you seem mad. Everything's fine. All right. It's all, it's fine. And then I get angry later. (laughs) Yeah. That you don't know what's going on. But I asked you. I start flopping around. Like I say, we're sitting next to Uh one another. And I just start squirming and making sighing noise. Yeah. You... <sighs> and then. Yeah. Like, that hard breath out. <sighs> yeah. And then toss the remote. And then, are you okay? And then these clothes are just tight and rip them off. <laughs> you rip off your clothes? This is a part of the scenario I did not expect. Well, they're not being, I mean, they're just being taken off with force. Okay. They're not being torn. Yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, you're taking off your clothes. Like, I'm so mad. I'm tearing out my clothes. But you, st- but then I would still stick by the, what's wrong? Nothing. Yeah. Why don't you know? Yeah. Okay. Let's get right. to the topic. Okay. So friendships. How- friendships. Yes. Friendship. Friendships. Plural or singular. Friendship. How many friends do you have? What, what's your what's what's a friend? Uh, okay, I have two very close friends. After that, it's 
it's a, 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 a to a lesser degree of friendship. I mean, okay, that makes there's there's a theory out there that uh, says that people can have five intimate friends, and then it factors by three each time. Then you can have fifteen good friends, fifty oh. close friends, a hundred and fifty friends. But what does that mean? Wait, so it's 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 uh, what are the tiers? Five intimate friends. I- intimate. Fifteen yeah. good friends. Fifty close friends. 150 oh. friends. I would think that close would be better than good. You know, okay, fine. You can, we can argue semantics that was okay. thrown out there. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. I thought the same thing when I saw this. Uh-huh. So let's just say 15 close friends and 50 good friends, okay. if that makes you feel better. But you understand what's being said. Yes, I do. And it's saying it can go up to 500 acquaintances. Okay, that probably makes sense. And maybe 1,500 people you could put a name to a face. That's wrong. I don't ever remember names. Oh, that's true. But, it, I mean, okay, if you can't literally put the name to the face, you could say, like, I know this person. Yes. You recognize their face. I agree. Okay. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Five intimate friends. I mean, if you include opposite sex, then yes, I would say I have more than just the two, like girlfriends. But I mean, those those are the people that I, you know, with your significant other, you can say that they're your best friend all you want. But who are you going to go to to complain about your significant other, not your significant other? You got to go to your friend. You got to go to a friend who's going to, you know, maybe not sugarcoat something for you or, you know, can keep you honest or just listen to you, stuff like that. I feel like that's what a, a intimate friend is i wouldn't count a significant other as a friend even if you are friends it's just a totally okay. different relationship yeah there's it's muddied well because it requires a lot more work yeah friendships do require work but not nearly as much um and again if you want to count a significant other if you're listening fine i'm not saying that those people aren't your friend right that you can't have elements of a friendship hopefully you do assuming that's a, a positive thing you don't want sure. to be just two people who have Nothing in common, but for some reason you decided to get together. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah, I don't know. We have zero interests. We don't have nothing to talk about, but I was really attracted to them. So I got married. We have a pretty good relationship, but I really don't like hanging out with them. Yeah. Wonderful. Great. You did a good job. (laughs) Yeah. And I think Um, people do that. That's basically. Oh, yeah. Well, that's um, those people sometimes have like a mommy wife or a daddy husband. You know, where they really just look for uh, someone to take care of them or um, to sort of be in trouble with. I think that people are really into that sort of dynamic. Why? Because it feels safe. They were always in trouble with their mommy. And so, you know, they having having someone who will be a true partner with them might be too intimate. So they need someone that they can keep their distance from and treat them like their mom. Is that what I feel that, like if it's more, I think uh, it typically you see it more. Well, I was going to say you see it more with husbands and wives where the the wife is the mommy. But I mean, there's that whole scenario of like young girl, old man. But I don't really mean about an age difference, I guess. Okay. Well, that's not the topic. We'll get okay, off Okay. Of sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> it's an interesting thing to explore. Different dynamics and romantic relationships yeah let's let's do that as one romantic relationship dynamics that'd be interesting yeah and just talk all talk about all the fucked up 
<laughs> dynamics that are out there that yeah, exist. Sure. And everyone just says, all right, but, uh, but I'm supposed to get married, so I'm going to yeah. do it. Okay, great. I'm a certain age. I make a certain amount of money. It's time to do it. Okay. Um, I think it's, we've talked about um, making friends as an adult and how difficult that can be because really as an adult, you have so many acquaintances, which is that 500 number, 500 acquaintances, that it's probably pretty difficult to get them through all those levels of close friend, good friend, and intimate. And Because it does require work and you have to get closer and you have to offer up things to them that, well, there you, has to be that bonds you. Almost just like a romantic relationship, there has to be something there that is a spark between you. And then um, common interests, other things like that. But the difference is when you have those intimate friends, I think that those typically come from your childhood. Right? No. What? Really? Those are the, no. Maybe. Not, chi- not child child, but like. No. Okay. I'm middle sorry. school, high school. No. I'm dismissing that, but then I, sh- I shouldn't because there are plenty of people out there who probably do have close relationships with people. There. For myself, I talked to two people from high school. Okay. Two and a half. The one doesn't even count anymore. Okay. Like my best friend who throughout high school and even after we graduated, Kent, that's done. That's pretty yeah. much finished. And for no reason other than just, you know, he lives somewhere else. There's means to keep in contact. We say we're going to, I say half because I feel like three times a year we reach out to one another yeah. and have a conversation. Do you and think you could pick up where you left off? Yeah, I think that if I put some work in, then okay. it could come back. Your relationship is in winter. But even if you're counting that, that's three for me. And I wouldn't, okay. they're not necessarily... Well, I say that, and if someone's listening well, of, of those other two, it's not that they're not close. It's that I would put that in the the second tier. Okay. But for me, I I know what you're saying. You, it's just it's just proximity, and you've well, been that's around. What's funny about it. So for me, <clears throat> my two intimate friends, Anna and Michelle, Michelle of Hoffandpepperin.com, um, I. They, I've known that. Well, Anna, I've known since we're five years old, and uh, she's also an only child. We've been through a lot together. Not like we've, we've had like normal fights, or I, I don't want to say like we've been through a lot together. Like it's been a battle, and we've made it. It's not like that. We've just been through a lot of our lives, obviously, since five years old together. Um, and Michelle and I uh, were friends in high school. We did fight. We had like this lag of time. We had this like moment of time where we didn't speak for a while because we were fighting or something. But ever since then, it's been wonderful. And I know them from, I would say, my childhood. Um, but why, why were we friends? Because we just were like in the same class together. Michelle and I were in the same class. And she thought I was weird. I thought she was funny. And I, I guess I was funny too, whatever. But we, there was something about us that worked. And then Anna and I, especially the younger you go, it literally is proximity. It's not, it's not some divine intervention that your best friend lived live next door to you growing up. You know, it's, it's this weird thing that this super close relationship that I can have with this person, like I treat her, I, I, we're together, we are family together. And really it all started because we just were, lived in proximity to each other. Yeah, that's what drives those younger relationships. And you have to give something to them at some point 
that keeps them going. And if you two are, or you know, if you're connected with the person on that level and you're sharing things about your life and you're going through changes and experiences together, then surely it can work. Um, you know, I didn't keep in contact with a lot of people, so then to jump back in, I'm not the same person. Right. So I, I, it wasn't that we were so bonded when we were younger because we had so much in common and we shared so many secrets or, you know, got each other through hard times. Maybe some of that comes up, but jumping back in like, Hey, this is the person I am. It's just, it'd be a brand new friendship. I think Hmm. it would be a reintroduction. It is interesting when people do sort of grow up into an, into adulthood. And I don't mean like early twenties adulthood. I mean, now adult, like 35 plus old, old, when you're old, you do kind of, I mean, a lot of people do really change and not always for the better. They sort of like settle into some way that, I don't know, reminds me of our parents. And that's very upsetting to see for me, <laughs> to see in other people that I knew as kids. They're and shells. maybe they see that in me too. I don't know. I don't see it in me, but I don't know. I, I, I don't like that. What is it? That, you know, the vibrancy disappears? Yeah, the vibrancy, the stuff that they wear. You know, they're like these moms who are constantly wearing active wear that really bother me, you know, always have their hair up, never try and do anything to themselves to look like, I'm not trying to say you have to be like a Southern woman and, never, you know, get your hair done and, never, you know, what? not that, but just, you know, don't just think of yourself as one thing. And as you get older, I think some people just think of themselves as one thing. Yeah, you know, the interest seems to fade the interest yeah. of sharing part of your life with someone outside of your immediate family or extended family if you want to take it even that far but it does seem to disappear and i wonder what causes that is it because you view yourself as one thing and you don't even know what to share anymore and you're like i'm boring i don't want to put anything out there i don't even know what the hell i have that's interesting yeah i mean there is that period of time with kids that you literally are not able unless you have money and can throw it at nannies or something, but you cannot get out there. So it just shuts down just for a while. It's ridiculous by the way. Why? Just this idea that I should have kids. It should be, (laughs) this is not the topic. (laughs) I just, it just blows my mind that some people will just do it and they don't think about it just because it's that they're told it's what you're supposed to do. I feel like it should be a big decision. I'm like, all right, we're going to do this, and and ah, I'm just I'm supposed to. I'm gonna, that's a different episode, different time. Okay. Oh, you can yeah. re, you can say something, and this isn't. I know you have kids, so this isn't an attack on you. This is just generalized. It it really does blow my mind because it is a thing that requires a lot of your attention and energy, and yeah. if you don't even have the ability to know that, you need to find a way to balance that. Or you don't have the means to do that. You shouldn't be willing to just give up your whole identity and existence to have a kid uh, because someone told you at some point that that's the way things are supposed to go. I know. But in the moment, I mean, one, you are biologically driven to not separate from the kids. So especially when they're little and these are the time like these are these are when it's these are the times when it's. You're so immersed 
in being a new parent or just another a parent to a newborn or just even a toddler. It's you really it is important for you to be there. And so it's difficult to physically leave them. And then um, just the for me, it felt like when I left Ellie, when she was little, it felt like this thing that I was constantly working on, like this project I was like always tinkering with and working on. And only I knew certain things about how to run this thing. And then I would leave and just like expect it all to be okay. And then there was a lot of outside pressure to be like, she's fine. Don't worry about it. And it's like, but I am worried about it. You know, even, even though there was nothing really to worry about, it still is hard to leave them. There's this idea that people who don't have kids abandon their friends when their friends have kids, which I call bullshit on. Maybe some people do because it's harder to get them out because they're yeah. a parent now and they can't just pick up or drop everything and leave. Yeah, and you're go. on the baby's schedule. But there's there is the other side where the, there's a... I, I don't know if it's a looking down on, but it's a, look, you're single. You don't know what this is like. And so there's a balance somewhere in there. As a parent, you shouldn't give That should not be part of it. You give up everything and you lose friends in the process. Look, my friend Kate has a baby who's probably about two at this point. And she's still very independent. She lives in Brooklyn with her husband and, uh, you know, still has a life outside of it, but it is harder to get her to hang out. Even when she reaches out to me and says, let's hang out. She did that in December and now it's been two months. We hasn't happened. Yeah. It's but, hard, but I don't take offense to that. There's communication going on is what I'm saying. Right. There isn't a complete. So I think when you're in those places and you don't, you know, you do put yourself second, but, which you have to do. But what I'm saying is in this situation, there's a communication and so there's not an abandonment. And I'm like, okay, yes, I can understand. You have a kid. I get that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hold that against you. And thank you for not acting like I'm some loser for not having a kid. Is that what you get? You get people treating you like you're a loser for not having a kid? Or not for here. Not understanding? Yeah, not here. There's dismissive speak sometimes about things. Like, get out of here. There's a, there's a, a claim of selfishness. Like, hold Aye, on, that's hold. crazy. Like, hold on a second. I cannot think of a more selfish act than to spread your genes. There's nothing more <laughs> fucking selfish in the world to say, I'm so wonderful, I need to spread my DNA across this planet. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that is selfish. I don't care. That what... can be seen as selfish. Well, <laughs> this, is, this is my retort <laughs> to, to the idea. Yeah, is there the selfishness? Talking. Is there selfishness and want not wanting to have a kid because you want to live? Sure, there's selfishness all around. <laughs> but it's like yeah. this idea. What that you're saying <laughs> is don't act like you're above someone else because you've had a kid. That kills friendships. It does. Those kind of things do happen. Now, again, the rules are different living in New York. So it's all across the board. And if you do have a kid here, it's still seemingly different because I don't I, I just think by living in this city, it's. It's easy to hole up because I've done it, but there's so much stimuli I can yeah. pull you out. So this friend of yours, what's her name? Kate? Yes. Um, was she an intimate friend or a good friend or a close friend uh, before she had her kid? I would say, um, well, so close is the third option. The third option. Close going to good. Okay. So, but now... Do you think it's gone closer to 
close. <laughs> sure. Okay. Because she had a baby. And so now her attention and her ability to maintain other relationships, like the energy she puts into that has gone down because she has to put so much energy into the baby. I mean, I can't say she probably has closer friends than me. So whatever. Well, that's what I'm saying. So with you as a, for her, even let's say she has the same criteria for you that you're a close, closer, you're a close friend, you know, leaking into good. She pursued the friendship. We were on a shoot once and she was like part of the team, the client who hired us. And, uh, and she just, for some reason, wanted to be friends with me. Why would she want that? <laughs> I have, what do I have to offer? I thought the same thing. It's like, why would you want to be friends with that me? That made her like you even more. She pursued it. Yeah. Um, oh, he doesn't want my friendship? No, I gotta get it. It's the, 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 this weird courting around it. It's like, it wasn't, there was no mistake of it being romantic at any point. I didn't yeah. think that. She didn't give off those vibes. Yeah. But there is like a courtship. Like when you meet yeah. someone new and you have to become friends. And this is, I guess, getting back into the episode we've already done, which I don't want to too much. But it is this, okay, well, that's, I got to kind of impress you. So you want to be my friend and we better have a good conversation. The first time we're yeah. hanging out as friends. And I wanted to try and get to be friends with this person. This was years and years and years ago. But I uh, I was like, so what are you doing after this? You know, and they're like, oh, nothing. it's the same thing when you're trying to ask someone on a date. Mm-hmm. You know, if they want to hang out with you, they're like, I'm not doing anything. What are you You up for something? You know, but if they're not into you, they're like, well, I'm just, you know, there's still a fear of rejection. Oh, yeah. I was totally rejected. She rejected me. This girl. Unbelievable. I know. Did you Why hurt? wouldn't she be friends with me? Did you hurt? I was just like, oh, <laughs> I knew what this I know. I know what this is. She doesn't want to hang out with me. That sucks. Yeah, that's a shame. And then I knew I was like, we were leaving at the same time and she drove a different way than was toward her house. And I was like, where's she going? Oh, man. (laughs) I want to hang out. So as far as your extended friend group, how's it? How's it holding up these days? It's not Uh, like mine. I've got so many fucking friends. You have a lot of friends. I think you have a lot of close, you have more than 50 close friends. Well, I asked you to quit. That wasn't a question for me to make that <laughs> state. We can talk about that. But that wasn't one of those bullshit ways. And I was like, I'm going to ask you a question. But I'm early asking you a question because I just want to say something about myself. That's yeah. the way it played out for a second. But let's not do that. It's not what okay. I meant. Well, I want to know later. But first, um, like I said, I have a very small group of intimate friends. Um, and then, I don't know. I feel like... um. I jump over good and go to close. Not because of what I said earlier where I feel like close is better than good. Let's keep it in that in that uh that um order where it's intimate, good, close acquaintances. Um I feel like I've skipped over good and just landed on close for the majority of the other like my friendships because what I've been sort of figuring out about myself is that I don't ask for a lot from people. Um, and, and I think that might be because I don't always want to put so much into other people as far as like maintaining a relationship. I want to have a relationship, a friendship relationship with someone where, um, we can go a really long time without communicating 
and both of us understand. Uh, neither of us are mad at each other for not con- contacting each other. I mean, like if I missed a birthday or something, I'd be like, hey, what the fuck? But that's that's fine. So, but um, I'm thinking of uh, the people on the Von Hessler Doctrine. That is the show we work on. I feel like Eric and Tim are very like I feel like they are my friends. I feel like I could rely on them for certain things. Like, well, maybe not on Tim, but <laughs> and you can't rely on Tim for much. Well, <laughs> I just mean I don't, I don't mean think a... he would like drop everything and help me. I feel like Eric would do that if you could get a hold of Eric. If you could, if you would answer them. See, that's what I mean. Okay, so the I feel thing like with Eric is for both of us, he was a very good friend. It was a close friendship yes. for a while. Yeah. At a weird time in life when there was the age difference met, meant more. Right. And we're in 22 and he's 40. 40. Yeah. And so why were we close then? It doesn't matter. I don't need to answer that. But I'm saying now, and this is just his own evolution, but it's harder to get a hold of him. And I those, think it's because we don't live there. Yeah. And that surely has a lot to do with things. That's proximity right. still is an important thing. There's a lot of people in Atlanta I'm still friends with. And right. I, I keep in enough contact with, but they can't be super close friends because we're just not there and sometimes that bothers me because i see them going out and doing things and like they're a lot of my friends in college i mean in, in atlanta were friends from college at least a core set of them mm-hmm. and a lot of them are still in atlanta and hanging out and I, I see this right and you feel like you should be a part of it um not just because you want to be there but to help maintain the friendship yeah but the fact that those main those friendships are still being maintained and they're still good friendships. Mm-hmm. That makes that makes me feel nice. But yeah, it, I feel like I don't put enough work in to my to keep the circle of close to merging more into good. Look, that was my wheelhouse. I'm a I'm a good friend. I can because I was an awful boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> Terrible. But friends. What's wrong? friendships <laughs> man i was one of the best you'd be lucky to have me as a friend my ability Why is that what do you do because <laughs> i can put in the effort the 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 demands of a friendship weren't constant i didn't feel the pressure of it so i was able to actually be more open more myself reach out be vulnerable have conversations with people that meant something that weren't just generic conversations about how's your day <laughs> Which, that, look, that's a fair question to ask. If you do care about someone, you do want to know about their day. Uh-huh. But, you know, a lot of times I feel like it's also a throwaway conversation. And I don't know what to say to you, so I'm just going to ask you this question. Yeah. But those two, that's a tough one because asking that question doesn't necessarily need to be bad. But for the sake of this argument. Right. Okay. You feel like it's not really finding out anything about the person anymore. It's just a filler. Yeah. And people felt comfortable with me. It's maybe it, the thing that's come to light, you know, through my work in therapy and being more open and vulnerable. I guess that existed before in friendships, and it was just harder to get there in closer romantic relationships. Um, but so it was there, and yeah. I prided you were trying myself. to marry the two. I prided myself in my friendship ability. Right. What a friend. But you want to marry the two. You want to have the friendship, the freedom that you feel in a friendship, but in a 
romantic relationship. Yeah, it just goes to feeling. Uh, it all lives in being comfortable. The ability well, I hope to you be get, yourself. Get that someday. What's that? <laughs> I hope you get that someday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Who knows what the future holds? As, um, a, as a friend, though, don't yeah. a, don't ask me to help you move. Please don't do that. Mm. I think that's a burden. That's bullshit. Moving sucks. Nobody wants to help anyone move. Hire a mover. They're just. I know, but sometimes it's so expensive. I understand that. And you that's need a... help. And your parent, you can't. And we're getting to the age where you can't ask your parents to help you. This is in our moving episode, which will also be coming up soon. Well, this ties directly into friendship. Okay. It's the one thing I put a limit on it. Don't ask me to help you move. You know what I will do? I'll give I you pizza help. and beer. You know what? That's what my night was already. I don't need <laughs> you for that. You know what I will do is help you pack. Yeah, sure. I love packing. I'll pack it up. You can sit on the couch. I'll pack your shit. I'm not going to help you move it. That's a totally different thing. Yeah. Lifting, carrying, Ugh, stairs. The sweating, the stairs, truck. the pivoting of a couch. The horrible Ikea furniture that's just falling apart. You're like, it'll make it. Um, I think that... It's interesting to have friends as a, as adults that you've known for so long, um, because like I said, sometimes you start to see things in them that are characteristics of the adults that you used to look at and sort of be aliens to you. And now the two of you are both adults. And sometimes like I find myself, like, especially with my friend, Anna, I feel like sometimes we're in these situations where we are the moms in this scenario, sitting at the kitchen, like ignoring our kids as long as we can until something happens. And then like drinking wine together and bitching or talking about Bravo or something, you know what I mean? And it's so weird to have that. Um, and then to remember us being kids, you know, at sleepovers and, you know, us just laughing and laughing and laughing. And I, don't, I can't even imagine what we were doing. I just remember laughing so much. And I mean, we still do laugh together, but it's just such a, it's such a weird thing to be kids together and then to be, you know, full ass adults together. Yeah. That's surely a bonding experience, a long play, long play, but to see those changes and growth in each other. Yeah. Follow each other through the aging process. Oh yeah. And now we're all, I mean, me and Michelle and Anna, we're all talking about like our faces you know, and what's going on with them and, you know, the, sh the tug and the tug toward uh, injectables into your face, <laughs> you know, like, should you do it? No. I know people don't want you to do it. I just don't see the need to do it. This is a gross reaction to, again, what society says you should do and should look like. And I understand that maybe personally. There's this idea, well, I don't want to look like I'm this old, but where does that feeling come from? Well, and my concern is where does it end? Because, I mean, at some point you're going to look like, you know. It ends in the Caribbean, you in a shallow grave because you didn't have the money for the proper surgery. <laughs> so you flew down <laughs> to some <laughs> island nation and you got this illegal procedure done. Yeah. And then you're dead and they don't know what to do and they throw you in a grave. Now, listen, no one's talking about surgery. That's talking about a couple, you know, get rid of the get rid of the parentheses things 
And listen, I know that that's a commercial and that's bullshit, but I'm saying like those lines b- beside your face or like your eyelids are drooping. Get some, I don't know, Botox in them eyelids. I don't know. You know, one of the things that I feel as though happens with long friendships. What? You stop connecting on a level that's the present. Because maybe, again, there's not so much to talk about depending on what you've uh-huh. done with your life. And it just becomes all this reminiscing. Remember this time we did that? Remember this time we went out and did this thing? Remember this? Remember that? Oh, my God. Oh, they're so long ago. Look, there's a certain that's level. That's not an intimate friend anymore. There's a certain level that's that's fun. Yeah. To reminisce. Because that was your bonding. But the bonding is done. Right. When that's all you have. is like you talk about these old stories of you two and the things that brought you together. I was like, well, yeah, what's left? You know what I think about are like war buddies doing something like that. And either that's a way for them to sort of express a lot of the things that they went through together that only the two of them know what it's like. Or it's that they're older. They're not doing anything new. But they don't have like thoughts. Like I said, they've like settled into this way of being that's they're not experiencing new things. They're not interested in new things. And then so they all all they have is the past. Yeah, that is depressing to me. That's no way to exist. Maybe you're not doing as much, but you don't have thoughts. You don't have new thoughts. You don't have things that you think about that are worth talking to other people about. Maybe you do, but they're maybe divisive, you know, where I have like a political opinion and my old war buddy is, I know, feels opposite. So I can't bring those things up with them. You don't have to talk about politics. There's some things you read about the way something works in scientific American. Well, that's the thing, because people don't do that. People stop getting interested in learning new things or experiencing new things. People don't want to do that as you get older. And maybe we're still on the cusp of, you know, not that young, but not that old, uh, that we are, we don't want to be like that, but maybe we'll get to a point where it's like, "Eh, I'm good. I... It's difficult for me. Uh, I don't want to be there. My my range of friends and ages, I tend to not have friends that are too much younger than me now. There are some of them, um, which is okay. I shouldn't, I, I guess, I don't know why I do that. Are they young? They're like girls though. <laughs> no, well, no. Uh, I was going to say, it's like I have nothing in common, but I was thinking my friend Andrew and his girlfriend Molly, and she's pretty young and I like her a lot. She's very... Yeah, but she's an anomaly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but I have friends who are, you know. As far I'm sorry, if she is listening, I want to say she's an anomaly because she's so, like, mature and interesting and doesn't act like a lot of people who are her age. She's an anomaly. She's an anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> is her middle name Anna? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I have friends who are older. I hang out with someone who's 66 years old. Gross. I, I find it to be very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. He's big and into, he has and he has a lot of health issues, so it's harder for him to really experience new things and talk to you about stuff. Yeah, but I guess because and, and maybe if you're friends with someone for a very long time, you feel as though you don't have anything to say to them anymore. And it's like I've said everything. You know everything. I'd just be re- repeating myself. And maybe all the stuff that he finds interesting it's new to me, everything's new. I mean mm-hmm. I've known him for f- several years at this point. Uh, but you know, maybe it's like, ah, oh, this, this stuff is new, but now he still seems engaged because he has have health issues. He still reads, I think reading and paying attention to events and current events. And yeah, uh, I, I think it is important because yeah. he quite often shares articles that he's read with, but look, because that's, 
a way to like, hey, I found something in here that sparked my interest. Right. And now I'm going to share it with you. It's like, oh, which, by the way, for the longest time when people wanted to share things with me, maybe this is the way I was a bad friend. I wouldn't want to read or watch or whatever it is they were sharing. I didn't only because I was worried. It's like, what if I don't get anything out of it? And Mm. then it's going to make you feel bad. And then I don't want to feel the way it's going to make me feel if I let you down. Could you like this thing? I think that that's really common. I think that so many things that you tell somebody like you have to watch this. They're never going to watch it. Well, I wish they would because that's the person trying to give something to you. I don't you think, I mean, don't you, like I said, I do that too. I feel like when someone tells me to watch something, I'm like, no, I don't want to. I watch everything you send. That's different. Well, I've been trying to be better I'm about this. Awesome. What's that? I said that's different because I'm awesome. <laughs> I've been trying to be better about that, though, because what I just said, it's like, shut up. Not everything's about you. Like, mm-hmm. it's that whole thing where that the way I would do is like, oh, but this person really likes that. And what if I don't like them? Shut the fuck up and yeah. just watch it. You can find something to say about it. Well, and like uh, you, you have to have trust in the other person to yeah. be able to. uh Okay, so someone's told you to watch something, you watched it, you don't get it, or you don't like it. You have to be able to trust your friend to be able to tell them, like, yeah, I don't really like that. For them not to just be like, what? We're not friends. Click. Yeah. Or you can just have like trust in yourself. Like you'd ever be on the phone with someone. I'm just kidding. It would be a text. <laughs> you could just have trust in yourself to find something to say about it. I'm not that inept that I can't watch something <laughs> and pick something out, even if it isn't something that... Right. It moved me in the same way. I don't get it. No punctuation. <laughs> yeah, you're you're <laughs> right though. It wouldn't be a phone call, which is an interesting thing uh, about probably, maintaining friendships. Yeah, the the ability to text. Um Yeah, that does help sort of keep the line open uh but, to your friendship. But it also along with social media, we can tie the two together at this point. It's not quite social media because it's a direct communication texting. But also, I think it can be taken as, oh, of course we're in communication, so I don't need to put any more work into this friendship right now because we've been texting. It's like, eh, yeah. well, yes, it helps and it hurts, depending. It's easier because you don't have to put in as much effort as making a phone call would take. Right. So you can just have a conversation. But you're going to get more, probably, out of a phone call than you would a text. Yes. So if you're texting and it keeps more communication going, great. But if you never put anything else into it more than texting then it's probably shit i feel bad now why because i really don't think that i'm doing a good job maintaining my intimate friendships why, why so why do you i say don't this? think that i reach out enough i'm not good at texting back sometimes or so i'm on this marco polo you know thing which which is like a walkie-talkie but for with video basically and it's a strange dynamic it serves yeah. a purpose. I think it gives you a false sense of security in the because you see each other. So it's it's like texting, except you just send a video message, but there's no real time interaction. Then the other person watches it, then they respond. But yeah. because the video is there, it, it makes you feel as though it's a little more connected than just text messaging. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking. Um, you know, I need to make more of an effort to like get down south and see them because you know michelle's in chattanooga and anna's in uh lawrenceville and i should i should make more of an effort to like 
physically be there with them. Yeah, but don't forget that they can also make an effort. And they do. It sorta. goes both ways. And I'm not saying that anyone's bad and it's like on them too. I know. Sure. Everyone's so busy. I mean, you can always... You can always say you're too busy, but I feel like that about me. I feel like, yeah, I could always say I'm just too busy. I, I'm not putting it on them. I'm thinking about for myself. I feel like I don't do enough. All right, do more. Yeah, I should. I'm going to. Make the effort. Yeah. Ugh, it's just, I don't know. You get so wrapped up in your own stuff. Yeah, I, again, living here. Months go by. For some reason, the there's this idea that we can see each other whenever. We live in New York, and there's a lot to do. Let's make mm. sure we see each other soon. And then next thing you know, three months, four months has, has gone by. Yeah, how does that happen? Time, <laughs> what is time? Time just goes faster and faster and faster. You just like, because, you know, like when you're a kid, the summer felt like, you know, so long. I feel like you were off for the school, off of school for so long, and now it's like six weeks. It's nothing. No, stuff surely does fly by. I mean, a yeah. school year, a week, not even a year, school year, a week. I remember on Mondays, like, oh my god, it's a Monday. Yeah, yeah. And now here we are. It's already. I feel like it's already Friday, basically Friday. And we're recording today. this on a Thursday night. Oh yeah, because we're recording Thursday night. But what I'm saying is. It's so okay. This is a different another. How many podcasts are we going to come up with in this one podcast? This is this is like a, uh, uh, one of those clouds in space that makes stars. This is a podcast topic cloud. <laughs> it's making a bunch of podcast topics. I want to go back and I haven't been writing any of them down, and I'll forget. I've already forgotten. I have no clue, and I won't listen back. I never. I know it's a strange thing because I edit the show, but I really don't edit it because it's live to tape. I just edit the beginning a bit. Yeah. Before the show officially starts. So I never listen. If I hear my voice, I skip over it. What if you said something you need to delete? Oh, I hate it so much. Why? I hate. I don't. I still don't like listening to myself. I think yeah. about when my time in radio and I have to have air checks and you record your show and you bring it in. You sit there in the program director's office. And you have to listen to it. And I uh, I feel like I really like listening to myself mostly as characters and less just myself. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's easier to be a character than it is to be myself. But I don't mind. I've listened back to our shows. How true once that in a while. is. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're a character that is just you. Like it, it seems like you, it sounds yeah. like you, kind of acts like you, but it's still a character. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, this whole uh, podcast has really changed my mom's mind about who I am. She said, uh, she was here recently and she was telling me that, um, you know, I always just thought you were so confident and like level, like cool headed, never worrying about anything, never thinking, like always fine. But then no, that's real. No one's like that. I presented things like that. I was just like, and especially with her because she can be so high strung. So I always felt like I had to sort of maintain this super calm sea yeah, you're with a her. character. Yeah. Only That's sociopaths all. can be super confident all the time. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind being nervous or whatever. But if she were nervous, then I felt like I couldn't be nervous because it would I, I couldn't be nervous with her. 
because I needed to be the strong one or something. We are what we pretend to be. Yeah, that's, that's why, all different now. It's changed. Well, it's changing. That's why I was a good friend too, because I was. Again, I've already stated this, but I was able to be myself. Yeah, you have always been a really good friend. Um, I feel like, especially I think for girls, I think because it is true that a lot of your friendships are with women. And I think that it's really nice to have you as a friend because someone can talk to you about how they feel about something and it doesn't feel like I'm speaking a different language. You know, you seem to really respond to how someone might be feeling, even if it's not something that makes a ton of sense. You still sort of accept the feeling and deal with that. I was always saying like, don't feel like that. That's crazy. I was always good at that. I just hated my own feelings. (laughs) I was well that was me too I was like I got everybody pegged I know exactly what they should be doing I know what exactly what's wrong with them but I'm never looking at myself and applying those that logic to me no yeah with other friends like yeah just I don't give a shit feel whatever you're feeling I'm not judging for that the moment I felt something like that's fucking stupid and that's illogical you stop that (laughs) shit right now no get it out of here so you know even if you're presenting, that's even stranger to me. It's like you, I could present myself to people as I was, but then with myself, I couldn't be honest. Just if I were alone with myself, I couldn't. No, I, I was, was the same putting way. On a, putting on a show for myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I was not putting on a show for myself. I was just ignoring myself. Yeah. I mean, there's many ways to label this, but yeah, the result is the same. But maybe that is why both of uh, this is not the show where we're just like, we're just really good friends. But I think that because I think that I am a good friend for similar reasons, because I like to listen to people and hear them. I'm not, you know, there are some people you talk to and you can tell they're just trying to think of the next thing to say and they're not really listening or or they're just not getting what you're talking about. And so you can't figure out how to tell them. He's like, whatever. I I think that I'm really good at listening to people. I think that I'm good at giving advice if they ask for it, but I don't always, um, I didn't feel like I could burden others with my thoughts if they were troubling me or would seem troubling to someone else. Yeah. You know, now that I think about it, when I'm saying, and I'm a good friend and I'm there for other people. I quite mm. often would not put shit on other people. I just kept everything to myself. Right. So maybe it means I wasn't that great of a friend. Ultimately. doesn't mean I was a bad friend, but what was I giving? Right. What was, uh, how was I really getting close with people? You can hide behind the idea. I'm listening to you and you're telling me things and you can trust me with those things. And that can carry things far enough. But unless you're giving also in that realm, which I guess for a long time I didn't so much. Well, I think that the giving, it feels like you're giving when you are listening and helping and paying attention. That feels like a give. Yeah. But maybe it just felt really nice for the other person because they weren't having to sort of care. Uh, and I don't mean like they don't care, but like um, care for your anything that you might bring up. It's interesting. Yeah, because you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, me too. I'm fine. I'm fine. What do you mean I'm fine? I don't have any needs. I'm modest. I live this modest life. I would never burden you. I would never dump stuff on you. 
Yeah. I felt like when my feelings uh, interfered with the logic or just like, there's nothing to be done. So don't worry about it. That's was that was my thing. It was just like, just like, it's not real or it doesn't have to be real. We don't have, I can choose which feelings are real. Um, it turns out you can't do that. <laughs> no, since, since <laughs> all I, your feelings are feelings for a reason. Since I stopped doing that, I do feel like, you know, I have, I have closer relationships with people. Yeah. Relationships that I much prefer that I get more out of. They're fulfilling. And I'm grateful for that. Uh, my friend, Dave, who I do feel like I'm very close to, but he only gives so much. And I forced him one night to admit that he cared about me. And he finally oh, did yeah? after he relented. I was like, see, doesn't that make you feel better? What did he think? I don't know. And then he kind of closed off again. Okay. He's the one who keeps a lot of the contact going. But he'll send me pictures of weird, strange. He moved back to Richmond, which is one thing in New York, too. It's it's stabilized a bit, but especially when I first moved here, uh, a lot of people come to the city and they leave this city. And you go through various rounds of friends. Yeah. Do you have like eras? Yeah. Yeah. Certain, Epochs. <laughs> certainly. It's an interesting thing. I moved here when I was 25, almost 26. And that first group of friends, even someone who was born and raised here, who I thought, Jeff will never, oh, wow. he'll never leave. He went to LA as of a few years ago. Oh, that makes sense though, right? Because if you're gonna, if you're born and raised in New York, you're not moving anywhere except LA. But it, it, I just didn't think he'd leave. His mom's here, and like I met her in Thanksgiving. I went over there one. It just, I, he'll never. And he left. That, yeah. that was the end of that first round of friends. And then, you know, outside of him, other groups of friends came and went. And uh, as you get older, I think more people, it stabilizes a bit. They've been here and they've decided to stay here. And it doesn't mean they won't leave at some point, but. It's right. not. It's not as fast. The turnover. The frequency is dying down. Yeah. So there as was people sort of settle in. So there was a real opportunity to keep meeting new people, and present different versions of myself, not fabricated versions, but just as I grew and changed, people met different. It would be interesting. Oh yeah. To have people talk about who they think and view you as like a new friend that you became close with has a conversation with someone who's known you for 20 years and see what the differences are. I guess if you've stayed close to the person of 20 years, it wouldn't surprise them too much. But let's say that you had a friend when you were younger who knows you as one way, even in your early twenties. And then you have a friend now for them to have a discussion. Oh yeah. Okay. Like who is this person that you're friends Ooh, that with? That sounds like a British reality show. I'm just curious. You know? Because totally different person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. In that time when uh, we were running around drinking underage, being nuts, I feel like those are different people for us now, don't you think? Yeah. Now Less we... wild. Yeah. I mean, there's... But that was fun. And we were, we're the same age. <laughs> And we were on our own. Like it was the first time like you're done. You're out of your parents' house. Or I guess maybe if, if you were still at home, but you were, you had the ability to get to yeah. the city. Um, 
yeah, that in itself is like, look at this. We're working for a radio station and we're going to these events and mm-hmm. getting wasted. <laughs> it was that was uh, an ability to or an opportunity to grow closer in its own right. Yeah. But yeah. So what's helped our what's what's maintained our friendship over so long? Because there was a time when it sort of died down because it was the winter of our friendship at one point. I, I, one, I think there's just a basic foundation of care and understanding of one another. And that was nice. Yeah. And is nice. Yeah. Even though um, I feel like you're sensitive, um, really being attuned to reacting, reacting to people's emotions. I feel like that is as far as our years of friendship is, is I feel like it's in the later half of it. Um, but for the majority of it, it, it has been a care. You know, you have always been interested in me talking. <laughs> like you've been, you've been interested in, you know, what I'm saying. I've never felt like you were bored or annoyed or anything. And uh, I do get I think, pissed. I feel like that? I feel like people dismiss you. <laughs> yeah. And that pisses me off. You had another thought. Sorry if I threw uh, you off track. No, it's just interesting. Um, but. And I think earlier on, you know, I liked how silly and, you know, we, I think we bonded over being silly. Yeah. I would just make noises and you liked that. So therefore, I, I, that. therefore I felt comfortable. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I can just be my weird self around her. Right. <laughs> no big deal. This is, but yeah, great. I think, um, I mean, if, if, if we just continued one getting wasted and running around, that was never going to carry us through at that Point. It's interesting that we really did uh, start. I mean, okay, the the very beginning wasn't just drinking and being crazy, but for a big period of that time and of that era was a lot of like partying, like trying, like getting drunk, have being crazy, whatever. But that's what you and do. And it is at interesting that, age. that we've carried through to something else. That's what you do at that age. So therefore, that I would say is a very viable means of connection. Right. But then, a lot of those relationships don't, you know, you, you the thing that bonded you younger, you can't recreate as an older version of yourself. No, because there's no substance really to that. The, the, right. So the, how did we find the substance? The substance in running around and getting drunk is very limited. And it it right. serves a purpose for a small window of years. And but you know what? We had intimate, like friendship times, not just being crazy, getting drunk. Like with staying up at night and singing weird songs. You know what I mean? There are things like that that are like more friendshipy things. Yeah. And not just like crazy party partner. No, there was enough there. Yeah. Interesting. And the only reason I think we drifted apart was just I moved. And I, for some reason, didn't keep in contact with you and you didn't keep, keep in contact with me. But it wasn't because there wasn't enough there to keep it going. Yeah, just stopped. The fact that it came back around proves that, you know, when it did come back around, it didn't feel different or feel, it felt strange. It didn't feel strange or I don't know how to do this or this isn't matching. Yeah. Or like just, we're ugh, we're trying to maintain this friendship that really doesn't mean anything anymore. It was just, yeah, it was just trying to, it was just so kind we'll of. We'll just pick this back up. Yeah, that's what, exactly what it was. So, yeah. you know, even that period where we weren't so close or talking at all. Yeah, because it probably was a stretch of a couple years. I there wasn't. Any I think contact. so too. See, I haven't done that with my 
intimate friends. Like I don't go years without speaking to them and then expect everything to be okay. Um, but I feel like I don't do the reaching out as often. Maybe I do and I'm just paranoid. I don't know. But it feels like, I don't know. I don't like being all caught up in my own life. I want to be caught up in my life, but also take the time. Just like people say, like, you need to take time for self-care. Like, okay, I, I like that too. But I also want to take time to maintain friendships a little better. Well, you need to. They still are relationships that require some work. Not as much. Yeah. But they require work. They need to be tended to. Mm-hmm. Like a garden. Pruned. Pruned. Sculpted. Soiled. And it's important. Put some fertilizer on that garden. You know, even even if you don't see the person or talk to them so often, if the time that you do spend together is meaningful, then you know that can yeah help carry it. True. I think about the friends I have here, and it is surprising to me how many there are. Yeah, you do seem to always be running into someone in a city of billion people. Well, eight million. That's close. It balloons during the day because people come in from the metro area. But, yeah, when you run into people in a city this big, it is cool. It's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, it is neat. But, you know, it's also I've been here 12 years, so despite the turnover, it's a long time. That's a a long time to cultivate friendships and meet a lot of people. And Not everyone leaves. So some people stick around and you meet new people and... uh, yeah, I like what I've got here. And I think I do a good job of maintaining those friendships. Good. And hanging out with people like Paul Cavalcante, who's born and raised in New York and has been on New York City radio for you know his whole career on every station and every signal. <laughs> the cockroach yeah. of New York City radio. This real weirdo who's got uh, moths and butterflies that he pins himself I, know the I feel like this is not the part of your description of him that you should talk about it first. This is what I love about him. I love it too, but it's so. He, he knows the scientific. Think of Buffalo Bill, and it's just tough. He knows the scientific names of trees and plants. So you talk about that first before you talk about the pinning of the, the moths. You know, the pinning of the moths. It's not even think it's a weird thing. People are into that. I know it's not a weird thing, but. It feels like Silence of the Lambs. Okay, well, Silence of the Lambs ruined it for him. Well, I apologize uh, if that's that's not. I, I'm presenting that. No, as No, he's positive. not a creep. No, I really enjoy walking through a park with him and him telling me which trees are indigenous and which ones were planted by settlers. Oh How the God, fuck do you that. know this? Yeah, that's amazing. But you know what? I feel like he could do that with me and I would have no clue. He, I mean, he could just be saying anything and I'd be like, whoa. It is true. Maybe it's all an act. It's not. But I don't maybe think it's it just, is. <laughs> maybe. But, you know, these are the kind of people I gravitate towards. And I think just by default, there's enough there for these friendships to remain close. Well, um, I am working on maintaining my long term intimate friendships. Um, I am also trying to make new friends and. I'm hanging out with a new friend this weekend. Yeah? Yes. Are you nervous? No. No? What are you going to talk no, about? No, I'm excited. What are you going to do? Her life. We're going to go to coffee. We're going to talk about her life. Yeah. It's like and a, I, she'll talk about, she'll ask me questions about my life. It's like a first date. It kind of is. You just have to present yourself as you are. I will. 
Don't be a character, Autumn. No, I won't. I won't. I mean, enough that is normal. Not the way that I feel like maybe I, it can um, devolve into. Yeah, sure. Not right away. Like, yeah. any, like anything else. On a first date, you don't dump everything on a person. Yeah. You just you, you give enough. Like what I'm right. telling you is, is truthful and honest. And, but I'm not going to throw it all on you. Yeah. It's like, whoa, whoa, I don't want it sounds like I was trying I was being so fake or something. I was never fake. No, I know. I don't think I know. Yeah. It was just too much of a presentation that if you do that enough, you start to really lose a lot of uh your sense of what you actually need out of your life and out of relationships. <laughs> and maybe at some point you just lose sight of who you are so you don't know what to present, which Exactly. Figure it out. Yeah, is that um yeah, is that some weird, weird crisis? What is that called? I don't know if that's a crisis. That's an ongoing thing. I don't. I have no clue. Yeah. I have no identity anymore. Yeah. I'm just existing. I've done everything that society has told me I'm supposed to do, and I'm empty as fuck. <laughs> that's what you get in the. Uh, Man, this episode is full of other topics. Well, it's just. Yeah, that was so me. Good. That was me about to go off on consumerism. I don't do that. All right, I'm going to write that down. Consumerism. Okay, end it then. End it. I'm going to start ranting. All right. Thank you for listening to One Topic. Please like and subscribe, rate and review all of that stuff that people say at the ends of podcasts. And uh, thanks. I almost. I that was the best one so far. Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local pepper so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what, let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's gotta be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients. What? zero fillers, huh? additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana-style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code 1TOPIC15. Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. 1TOPIC15. Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>